This is the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Fur Neiman. If you're looking to generate wealth and passive income in the lucrative world of mobile home parks, you're in the right place. You'll discover solutions to the common legal and operational pitfalls and how to optimize parks to maximize income. Your host is in the trenches. He's a real estate attorney, financial analyst, and mobile home park investor and operator. Now, let's turn it over to Fern Neiman. Welcome back, Mobile Home Park Nation. Here today with another episode of the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast. Got a great guest for you today. This guy, he's an inventor. He's an author. He had one of the, uh, I think, the number one best-selling sales book for commercial real estate. He's a commercial real estate uh, business coach. Uh, he owns the Massimo Group. Please help me welcome Rod Santo Massimo. Rod, thanks for coming on. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, buddy. You got it. You got. It. Well, I know a little bit about you. I read your book, Knowing Isn't Doing. Uh, I know I'm not the only person who read it because you've made a ton of sales on it. But tell us a little bit more about your background, and then we'll dive into what you do and how it can relate to MHP business. Yeah, I'm a serial entrepreneur that had a toe in it sometimes, wasn't quite sure, and then did corporate jobs and got a job and then went back to trying to try inventing stuff and starting businesses. And then they, those would fail and went back and got a corporate job. And then I finally got laid off in 2008 from my job at that time. I was an executive vice president for a, uh, some big real estate conglomerate um, working in California, although I live in North Carolina now with my family. And I said, you know what? That's the last job I'm ever going to have. I just, I can't do it anymore. Because you work your butt off. I'm a worker. I'm a worker. And just to be capped was killing me. So it was a great recession and uh, no jobs to be found. And I looked at my wife and I said, you know what? I'm going to start coaching people how to get out of this recession and we'll make some money. And so that's how it actually all started. I did call it the Massimo Group when it was just me. Yeah. Now it's... Now it's 30 something coaches and thousands of clients. And so it's just, it's been a blast. That, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, the entrepreneurial spirit, I, I got it. I've got it myself too. And I, I have the same thing. And I was telling somebody yesterday, like, I don't want to have a boss again. I, I mean, in some degree, all my clients are my boss, but if I got a bad client, I can fire them. If I've got a board of directors or I've got an investor, or if I've got, um, you know, a supervisor, you know, I'm, that's a boss to some degree. So I want to, I want to, I like the autonomy. I heard something this morning, actually. I think it was, uh, you know, a job is the, what was the saying? Um, basically, the, you know, a job is, is something they give you that takes away your dreams, but you think is good for you. You know, it's like, it's the golden handcuffs kind of thing. And so I, I like being an entrepreneur. Um, you've done a lot. Tell, tell us what your, tell us more about the, I've read your book. And again, like I said, the business coaching, tell us how that works, you know, from kind of from maybe start to finish, how you, how you got, you talked about how you got into that but how you can share some of those tips and tactics for, for our audience. Yeah, you know, for us, it was really understanding, well, the key was uh, any business is true. Any business, I read a Harvard study before I started the company on what it would take to be a successful coaching company. And we realized this is true with all companies, you know, the three, you know, legged stool here. So you needed talented people surrounding you with talented people. And if it's a mobile home park, it could be the maintenance guy. It could be a security guy. It could be, you know, anyone. Talented people, right? Trust them. You're talent, they're talented. Number two is you need a, a platform. How are you going to operate? How are you going to facilitate? How, what's it going to be? Some folks, it's a CRM, a, a database. Other folks, they can use something as simple as Slack or Trillo. These are online tools. But everyone needs a platform. And last but not least, 
what are your processes? We go into that deep in the book. Look, there's a sales process, there's a marketing process, there's an onboarding process, there's a new resident process, right? There's a resident retention process, there's a resident outgoing process. You know, all these processes you need to understand and document and just understand they create standards of what you expect to happen. So people process and platform is how I started to build the Mossimo group by surrounding myself with talented people, creating processes and putting forth some platforms. And that allowed us to scale, not allows any business to scale and get the results you want. Yeah, I agree completely. And I, I think back to the the old book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that most real estate investors have read. And I think half the real estate investors said that that's what got them started. The book does a great job of firing your belly, but it really talks about that. You know, if you're if you're on the one side of the equation, you're an employee or self-employed. I'm just all I do is just practice law for myself. If I take a month vacation, I don't get paid, right? <clears throat> so if I'm gonna scale, I need in my business law business, I need other lawyers, right? I need paralegals. In my real estate business, I need if I'm gonna scale, I need pro I need other people. You know, like you meant property managers, asset managers, you know, bookkeepers, I need investors for, for financial capacity, but then the systems and processes systems, I think are just absolutely vital and just keeping track of, hey, when does the rent increase happen? When is the permit fee due? When is the taxes due? When can we, you know, when do we need to you know, check this? And then we do things like the due diligence list and all the legal components, all the financial components, all the site visit components. So uh, absolutely agree, necessary to scale. There's lots of tools out there, but I think getting that mindset and your plan together is crucial right out the gate and people don't do it right and you, I mean, you know more than me i'm sure people don't do it all the time and then they're, they're two or three four ten years in the business and they're like we should you know we should stop and work on our business instead of work in our business and i put time on account every week work on my business you know but i'm sure you do too yeah and you just said people don't do it and that's why when i wrote the book um and this is the first book of the three I've written. They, you know, the two first two became bestsellers in the commercial real estate space, but this last one became the bestseller in the country of all sales books. Wow. And the team I put together said, whatever you do, you can't use that title, knowing isn't doing, it's just too damn negative. I said, you know what? But that's the point. That point is right. that knowing isn't doing. And even my sales team was like, you can't give everything away, Rod, because why would even hire us? I said, because they won't do it. <laughs> they need help. And that's the point of the whole thing. For when you, when you understand, you just said it. You got to do the work. It just is. Now, how you go ahead and do the work, create the processes, create the talented people, looking at your pipeline, getting the right residents, looking at the right elements of, of your, in this case, mobile home enterprise. That's a whole different story. So really what it is, is I laid a, a, a playbook for look if you want to own a business and in business is you or you in some of the capacity you're an attorney you're an architect you're a mobile home operator whatever it might be this is a playbook to building that business no that's great I mean, setting aside the time I, I tell my team you know guard your time and plan your time because you're right you know, knowing isn't doing i think i heard something similar from i think it was from tony robbins at one of his events knowledge is not power knowledge is potential power because execution beats knowledge every day of the week. And, and in order to get that power or get the doing, you know, is, you, know you gotta actually go through it. You gotta go through the machinations. You gotta get the process going. And and I think it's, that's crucial. So I mean, I, I liked your book. I know lots of people do tell it. Can, can you give us some more of the secret sauce in there? I know you've, you've got a, 
you got more acronyms, I think, than they had on the Wall Street, you know, that <laughs> book. But uh, <laughs> like, I get it, you know, I'm trying to think what they all are. I paid mom, you know, there's a whole bunch of them, you know, I'm, uh, again, you run through some of those. Well, let's, let's, love- let's stick with the I paid. This is the problem. A lot of our business owners, right? They, they're doing activities and they can't connect the activity to the compensation, right? Or, or the, whatever you're doing, the relationship to the revenue. You just can't, you can't figure it out. Now, our initial clients were all commercial real estate brokers. They may make a phone call one day and they may eventually get the listing and they may eventually get the closing. They may eventually get the commission. That might take six months to a year. So I need to connect the two dots because what happens is most people, when they get the commission or the fee, they go, instead of celebrating, we also celebrate revenue, by the way, right? instead of celebrating, it's a relief almost. Like, oh, yeah, they got them. Okay, good. Thank God I got the money, right? And that's not what we should do. So right. the idea was, okay, let's let people get paid every day. How can we let everyone get paid every day? Now, of course, as a mobile homeowner, you're getting paid every month, you know, and then you're thinking, okay, I got the residuals and the late and all that coming in, you're getting paid. But how do you get paid every day that you know your effort equates to, well, result? So we came up with this acronym called I paid. And the question was, was I paid today? And then we followed it by saying, okay, so the I paid acronym is this. Every day, identify what you need to do. Very simple, simple process, right? Then P, prioritize. No more than 10 things, by the way, but prioritize. Then allocate what you can allocate. You can allocate money, time, people. That's what you can allocate. That's what it is. Then, of course, the second I and I paid is implement. That's the doing part. That's the hard part. Mm-hmm. And finally, the, the D in I paid is either delegate or delete. It is never defer. Because if you keep on deferring things, that becomes demotivating after a while, right? I'm going to write that new marketing piece for this mobile home park. I'm going to write the new covenants for this. And you're just you're never going to do it. And it makes like, oh, I don't want to do it, right? So delegate it. Del- and believe me, there's plenty of talented people, like certainly like Ferd and many others, but it can help you with certain situations in your mobile home, just what it is. So delegate it. It's just what it is. So that, that I paid acronym, Ferd, is all about being as productive as possible every single day. I, I love it. I mean, I, and I, one, the thing that I like the most about it that I think is the hardest for new mobile home park owners. So when it, a lot of my clients are first time guys, first time gals, first project, you, you may not have the money to hire people. So you're doing a lot, but as soon as what's amazing is that once you get that first hire, you're ready for the second hire and the third hire, because you're like, wow, I can delegate this and this and this. And you start to look at what your effective hourly rate and you know, not to you're too good for something, but if you're if you're if your effective hourly rate is is fifty dollars, well, you should not be doing ten dollar tasks. You should be outsourcing all ten dollar tasks, all forty nine dollar tasks, and then you'll free up all this time to do fifty dollar work. And pretty soon you realize you can maybe do fifty one dollar work and fifty two and so on. And and that allows you to you know allow this thing to start to snowball, and then it just gets better from there. It allows you to hire better people. You can hire people that know how to do forty nine dollar work. $50 work and so on. And, and this sort of planning, reading, strategizing, I feel like that's, you know, my thinking time stuff. I sit in my chair and it's like, that might be thousand dollar work. That might be $2,000 work. And it's like, is it practical for me to do $2,000 work the whole day? Maybe not, but after that's more than my hourly rate for bill. It's like, well, I got to look at what are the things I can train other lawyers to do to even, even outsource high, high skilled, high paid, you know, legal staff. And, and it works in every aspect of every business. I feel like is, and, and, and part of that is the process and writing things down and have a system. 
I'm at the point, I'm like, I don't do anything twice. If, if once I've done, you know, I got a template of every document I ever created and ever used and somebody else can do work from the template. And, and that's part of this delegation and part of this, you know, this, this system. So I know you, that's a, that's, I know you implement strategies like that. Um, and it's great. What, what other strategies, you can respond to that if you like, what other, what other strategies do, do you want to share? Well, yeah, let's respond to that first. And obviously yeah. you're, I could tell by from vernacular you're using, you're an extensive comprehensive reader, right? It's sure. obvious, right? You, so the e-myth working on your business is what we need to do. Uh, Jack Daly wrote in his book, hyper sales growth. If, if you don't have an admin, you are one. I know I quote that in the book. And that, those 11 words, if you don't have an admin, you're one, I think it's nine words, excuse me. So powerful. And that, that actually changed the trajectory of, my, of the Mosmo group. I realized I was doing admin work at one in the morning, two in the morning, instead of sleeping and getting energy to do what I needed to do, you know, $500 an hour work. That's just what it was. And so I got, a, I got an assistant. Now today, or this morning, for example, actually it was last night, Last night at 8.30 Eastern, I was on a phone with the Philippines and it was 9.30, uh, 9.30 a.m. the following day there. But we were talking about doing some work together and they were going to charge me $5 an hour. Now, here I'm thinking, wait a minute, I could hire here in the United States for at least the same job, $25, $30 an hour. I could. I say, no, I could do it $5 an hour. Now, I'm not, look, look I'm not promoting outsourcing and getting capital away from the US. That's not the point here. The point is we all live in a global economy now, so we gotta be careful how we spend our dollars. Because here's the, here's the fact, just because, and I write this in the book, just because you can do something better or faster than someone else, I ain't gonna make you wealthier. So for example, you think you should, you should manage your mobile home park, right? Okay, because you say, I know the way it's gonna be, and it's only my way, my way is a good way, and this way it's gotta be. Think of the time and the effort and the energy, the emotional energy of managing that park. I think you can do instead. I don't care if you're playing golf or going sailing or, or doing something more productive, right? Maybe you're collecting rents. Why? You know, other people can do that for you. There's right. so many things that you don't need to be doing when you operate uh, a mobile home park or anything for that matter, because there's other people that are more talented than you, fact, at less cost than you, fact. Just a margin maker. That's the key. Can you make the margin? I mean, that, that's definitely wisdom there. I, I'm curious if, if you have pushback on that. A lot. I feel like for the entrepreneurs, business owners, it's hard at times for people to let go of that thing. No, I'm the best at this. And I, I agree with you 100%. But I, I just know I've run into people and I've got some, even some personnel that are like, no, no, I can do this. Like, I know you can. But I want to let you downsource it so that you can do something higher and grow. And then it's, it's, it's a conversation I've had to have before. Do you have pushback on that? Oh, absolutely. But I love what you I love what you're sharing though, right? Ferg just said, look, number one, I want you to grow. And that's a huge thing for a, a, a counterpart, a colleague, a peer, employee, an independent contractor, right? I know you can do this, but do this instead. Look, I, I just happen, my background is I am really wicked good at Excel pivot tables. I don't even <laughs> know what the heck those are, right? But there's these integrated comprehensive ways to use Excel. But I found a guy in Mexico that could do it for eight bucks an hour. That was getting out of making. But I really like Excel. I do. I love playing with Excel pivot tables. Right. It sounds kind of crazy when I say that out loud. But I need to be doing so much more of my time. So I get pushback all the time, especially when you're starting out. I get it. You're just starting out. You don't need money. You're doing it yourself. But here's the problem. 
those individuals that never get off that mindset, we call that that transaction treadmill. We talk about that in the book as well. That transaction treadmill, you're working hard, you're busy, you're doing everything, you think you're growing. The treadmill doesn't go anywhere. It just is a busy experience. That's your status. You're busy. You're not growing your business. You're not. You're not growing yourself. And you're, you're destined to give yourself a heart attack. So ease up. Ease up and let other people do what you don't need to be doing. I agree. The transaction tremble reminds me of a conference I was at and they said, it was, I don't know, two or 3000 people in the room, mostly entrepreneurs. That's people that go to conferences. Those are people who had the flexibility to leave work that day. It was four or five days. And they said, how many people in the room are business owners? Everybody raised their hand, just about everybody. He goes, how many people, if you don't go back to your desk for the next month, starting right now, have a successful business, keep your hand up. And every, nearly everybody dropped their hand. He goes, the rest of you guys are business operators. He said, business owners get rich, business operators get tired. And your treadmill example reminded me of that. That Yeah, it's like, you know what? And I, and, and, I had, and, I, and I was one of those guys. I'm like, oh, man. Okay, so then I, it made me start doing things like write stuff down, come up with systems, come up with processes, hire, you know, six-figure personnel instead of $40,000 personnel. Um, you can only, and it's more expensive, but like most things in life, you know, if you pay for quality, you get quality. And some people don't, you got to, a lot of people got to start at the bottom. And so that's where you grow training. Richard Branson's got a great one. I think he says, uh, train people well enough so they can leave, but treat them well enough so they don't. And I try to do that with my staff is just say, hey, I, want, I want you to, I want you to make double, triple. It's not going to happen this year, but it might happen in five, it might happen in two or three. And I'm here to help you get there. And, you know, I feel like it's all part of the culture you want to create as well. But well, I, I love, I love that. I love the business. Business owners get rich. Business operators get tired. That oh. one, I haven't heard that one, but that was awesome. Yeah, I've been a business operator. I, right now, I feel like I'm both. I'm business. I'm business owner tired, and I'm business operator tired. I'm still hey, but I don't want to look. I'm sure you would share this, and please do, and I'll share it with your audience. Look, the first three years of Mosmo Group, I was working the first two years, 16 hours a day, easily if not 18, getting no sleep, never seeing my kids, never really seeing my wife, and it was tough. I mean, it was it was grind grind the first two, three years. We we're coming out of a recession, still in it basically at that time, and clients weren't flourishing. So I'm not suggesting anyone starting out, ah, just go ahead and spend all your money on other people and just don't do anything, sit, lay back. That's not the point here. You know, the more you grind, the more you know, and the more you know, the more you can set and share and train, right? You just said it, heard, train other people. So I'm sure when you started out, Ferd, you weren't just hanging out on the beach and delegating the whole no, day, were you? No, not at all. I mean, it was, it was, I was one of those people that was hard to get to do it, you know, because, and as you said, when you're, when you're out and you're starting off in the grind too, it's like, it's, it's, it's financially, it's even impractical. Like, like you got to, you can't just take on overhead. And, you know, I don't want to ever, like, even when I, I just hired several people recently, I always want to evaluate, can I afford these people, you know, even if, and what if, you know, because I don't want to have somebody leave a job and, oh, revenue was down. I, I estimated wrong or business wasn't as good as I thought. So, sorry, you're fired, you know, six months in because I can't afford you anymore. Like that, I feel like that's not fair to the person, right? So I want to really make sure that there's a very strong chance of, okay, you're going to stay here and it's going to grow and we've got reserve, we've got a business projection that you're going to more than pay for yourself. And then that's what employees, you know, are you know, supposed to do to some degree, right? Is, you know, provide value that covers their cost. And then, and then some, whether they're revenue generators like salespeople or overhead people, like accounting, that you need accounting and they, you know, allow your other people to grow. So, so it's a constant analysis of, you know, how's my business 
path looking and then what am I doing to stay on course or modify my course? I couldn't agree more. I, I, I think what you said, and, I, and some business owners, and we talk about this in the book, look, every business, every business, I don't care if you're um, Amazon or your Bob's new you know, garage just started out. Every business has five divisions. And if you don't understand that and work it, you're going to be, you're just going to be, well, you're going to be stuck. You need a plateau, you know, I can get out of it. And so everyone's just, and we talk about this in the book and, and why they're all so important. So the obvious number one is all businesses have a sales division, right? And for, and when you're starting out, by the way, you're all five of these, you are, you're the, you're the, you're the head of sales. That's number one, right? You're prospecting, you're going out, you're trying to fill your spaces, whatever you're doing. Then there's marketing where you're actually promoting. Marketing is promotion. That's what it is. It's awareness. It's present, right? You need that. Even when you're when you're creating a, a community, right, and retention from your mobile home owners and, and residents, you want retention. That's why marketing is really absolutely is important. It, it just is. Then it says that's two. Then the third is operations. How do we do things here? What's our retention process, right? All those things we talk about. Those operations division. You you have to ask yourself, how am I doing operationally? How am I doing sales wise? How am I doing marketing wise? Then the fourth division is finance. And finance is kind of the obvious one for a lot of folks, but they don't go deep enough. It's not just for well, commercial real estate brokers think it's just my pipeline. No, it's not, right? Do you have a PL statement? Yeah, you if you're an independent contractor, folks, you need to have your own PL statement, your own balance sheets, budgets. You have a budget. You're operating a mobile home park. Do you have the budget? Because you don't have the budget, you're winging it. That's problematic. Do you have a tax strategy for yourself and for the asset and for the operation. I know we'll share this in a little, little bit. We do have a free um, tax strategy bonus materials for you all to digest uh, because the, I tell you for the first thing I learned when I started realizing, look, it's all about building wealth and building margin. That's the goal for a lot of people. I was making money as the company grew, but I wasn't becoming wealthy. I knew that I was making money. You talked about operator owner, right? rich, mm -hmm. tired. So I was making money, but I was making wealth until I retained, hired, outsourced a tax strategist. And he started sharing me, okay, this is how you can start creating things and doing things. And I was like, cheese and crackers, you know, is this legal? And it all, <laughs> I checked it out by three other accounts and said, oh yeah, that's legal. Right. And so then guess right. what? The wealth started. Then, then I started creating and accumulating wealth. And I did. And to me, wealth just means that I could take off a month and not to worry about anything, right? right. So, so, that, so that's what it means now. So, but let's understand. So now you got your, your sales, your marketing, your operations, your finance, and last but not least, and, and we just talked about this for a night most of the day, you got to have a human resource department. And yes, that means maybe recruiting, hiring, training, motivating, retaining your manager, your, your leasing agent, but more importantly, it means yourself. How are you growing? How are you getting better? What books are you reading? How are you getting coached? How are you getting trained? How are you getting smarter in what you do? Yeah, do you know the latest trends in, in mobile home parks? Do you listen to Ferd's um, podcast every week, no matter who it's on? The, so you're learning more and more about what to do correctly. Things like that. So if I leave you with anything today, it's going to be, look, you're the CEO of a major business. That business just happens to be the single mobile home park you own or the the enterprise you have. That's just what it is. But you are the CEO. You just are. And you have five divisions you have to manage and, 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 and direct. And once you start doing those, then the good news is 
you start seeing the cash roll in and then you start seeing the wealth be created. Great, great stuff, Rod. That's, that's great stuff. I, I love your little sidebar there on the tax strategy because it's, it's funny that, you know, you had to ask, is it legal? That's how you know it's, that's how you know it's powerful stuff. Like, is this loud? You're like, yeah, that's why when I first heard about cost segregation, I've got an episode of real estate owners, cost segregation and bonus depreciation, accelerated depreciation of like, wait a second, you mean I can own this for one day and I can write off a million dollars? Yeah. But it hasn't made any money yet. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's like, well, I'm a real estate professional. You can write off your, I can write off my law firm. And like, what? He's like, man, tax strategies like that. I I, I swear the best the best use of my time is reading tax stuff. And it's, it's more valuable than prospecting financial analysis. That's, and that's part of what you're doing. The best use of my time is having my tax strategies read his stuff. I, yeah. I'm not going to read that. <laughs> I've found, you know, I've found, and I like my accountant plenty, but um, nobody watches your money as close as you do. So I try to understand every aspect of my businesses because you know, a lot of accountants have you know, a mile wide of knowledge and about a foot deep. I don't need a mile wide. I don't care about manufacturing tax credits for coming up with new design for right. automobiles, right? right? I right. care about, about you know, maybe, a, maybe a foot wide in, in real estate, real estate professional, real estate law. And I wanna go as deep as possible. Yep. And, and then my accountants, you know, sometimes I've, had, I've gone through three or four accountants in, 10 years because I'll say, no, no, this is, I have to look up case law. Like, this is what it says. Like, no, 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 that's, that's, that's illegal. I'm like, no, it's not. Here's a case from the U.S. tax court. This is a winning strategy. Oh, we don't do that. Well, then you're a bookkeeper. You're not a CPA. You're not a CFO. You know, that, and that's why you notice I didn't say accountant. We have those. I said tax strategist. That's yes. that. I, you and I are saying the same things, a little different verbiage, but yeah, yes. same thing. Yep. No, I think it's um, Keith Sutherland. No, Keith Cunningham, the original Rich Dad, supposedly, you know, he, I saw him at a conference and he said, um, if CPAs were that smart, they'd all be rich. Instead, they do your books. CFOs understand how your business works and understands the difference between cash flow and profit. And, and there's a lot of, actually, I wish I'd get him on here, but a lot of great stuff and understanding the financial and tax implications of your business operations and um, and such, but that's another another topic for another day. But Rod, this is great. <laughs> Anything else you want to share before we go? But other than that, let us know where we can find you, of course, as well. Yeah, um, you can always find us at Massimo M A S S I M O dot Coach. That's that's our easiest website of all the websites we have. Or, but if you want some free resources on the book, Knowing Isn't Doing, go to knowingisntdoing.com. That's knowingisntdoing.com. Download the free resource book and download, definitely download the tax strategy book. Now those tax strategies were obviously for based on 2020 uh, policies. They haven't changed yet, but we know they're going to change. So just be aware of that as you read the material. All right, Rod, I appreciate it. Thanks again. Really appreciate it. Bird, great show. Great time. Thanks, man. Really appreciate you, you uh, hey, having me on. Take you care. Got it. Bye now. You've been listening to the Mobile Home Park Lawyer Podcast with Ferd Neiman. Ready to learn more? Go to www.themobilehomelawyer.com for free resources and materials to help you succeed. If you love the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, give us your review, and subscribe today. Thank you for listening. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri nor the Missouri Bar reviews nor approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.